Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 165. Today we'll complete the book of uh, Micah and read from Matthew 25 as well. And see throughout this that as God brings his indictment against his people for having rejected him as their true king, that he will raise up a new king, a promised king. And this king will have a new kind of kingdom, which we'll see a little bit in Micah, but as well in Matthew 25, as Jesus describes what the kingdom of heaven will truly be like. And so today our theme is the king and his kingdom. And we'll pick it up here in Micah chapter 5. Uh, where we read about the people of Israel being besieged, but then a promise of a new king coming. So Micah chapter 5. But now slash yourself, daughter surrounded by soldiers. We are besieged. With a scepter they strike Israel's ruler on the side of his face. As for you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, seemingly insignificant among the clans of Judah, from you a king will emerge who will rule over Israel on my behalf one whose origins are in the distant past. So the Lord will hand the people of Israel over to their enemies until the time when the woman in labor gives birth. Then the rest of the king's countrymen will return to be reunited with the people of Israel. He will assume his post and shepherd the people by the Lord's strength, by the sovereign authority of the Lord his God. They will live securely, for at that time he will be honored, even in the distant regions of the earth. He will give us peace. Should the Assyrians try to invade our land and attempt to set foot in our fortresses, we will send against them seven shepherd rulers. Make that eight commanders. They will rule the land of Assyria with the sword, the land of Nimrod with a drawn sword. Our king will rescue us from the Assyrians should they attempt to invade our land and try to set foot in our territory. Those survivors from Jacob will live in the midst of many nations. They will be like the dew the Lord sends, like the rain on the grass that does not hope for men to come or wait around for humans to arrive. Those survivors from Jacob will live among the nations, in the midst of many peoples. They will be like a lion among the animals of the forest, like a young lion among the flocks of sheep, which attacks when it passes through. It rips its prey, and there is no one to stop it. Lift your hand triumphantly against your adversaries. May all your enemies be destroyed. And that day, says the Lord, I will destroy your horses from your midst and smash your chariots. I will destroy the cities of your land and tear down all your fortresses. I will remove the sorcery that you practice, and you will no longer have omen readers living among you. I will remove your idols and sacred pillars from your midst. You will no longer worship what your own hands made. I will uproot your images of Asherah from your midst and destroy your idols. With furious anger, I will carry out vengeance on the nations that do not obey me. Listen to what the Lord says. Get up, defend yourself before the mountains, present your case before the hills. Hear the Lord's accusation, you mountains, you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a case against his people. He has a dispute with Israel. My people, how have I wronged you? How have I wearied you? Answer me. In fact, 
I brought you up from the land of Egypt. I delivered you from the place of slavery. I sent Moses, Aaron, and Miriam to lead you. My people, recall how King Balak of Moab planned to harm you, how Balaam, son of Beor, responded to him. Recall how you journeyed from Shittim to Gilgal, so that you might acknowledge that the Lord has treated you fairly. With what should I enter the Lord's presence? With what should I bow before the sovereign God? Should I enter his presence with burnt offerings, with year-old calves? Will the Lord accept a thousand rams or ten thousand streams of olive oil? Should I give him my firstborn child as payment for my rebellion, my offspring, my own flesh and blood for my sin? He has told you, O man, what is good. And what the Lord really wants from you is he wants you to carry out justice, to love faithfulness, and to live obediently before God. Listen, the Lord is calling to the city. It is wise to respect your authority, O Lord. Listen, O nation, and those assembled in the city. I will not overlook, O sinful house, the dishonest gain you have hoarded away, or the smaller than standard measure I hate so much. I do not condone the use of rigged scales or a bag of deceptive weights. The city's wealthy people readily resort to violence. Her inhabitants tell lies. Their tongues speak deceptive words. I will strike you brutally and destroy you because of your sin. You will eat but not be satisfied. Even if you have the strength to overtake some prey, you will not be able to carry it away. If you do happen to carry away something, it will deliver. I will deliver it over to the sword. You will plant crops but will not harvest them. You will squeeze olive from the olive from the olives, oil from the olives, but you will have no oil to rub on your bodies. You will squeeze juice from the grapes, but you will have no wine to drink. You follow Omri's edicts and all the practices of Ahab's dynasty. You follow their policies. Therefore, I will make you an appalling sight. The city's inhabitants will be taunted derisively and nations will mock all of you. Woe is me, for I am like those gathering fruit and those harvesting grapes when there is no grape cluster to eat and no fresh figs that my stomach craves. Faithful men have disappeared from the land. There are no godly men left. They all wait in ambush to shed blood. They hunt their own brother with a net. They are experts at doing evil. Government officials and judges take bribes. Prominent men announce what they wish, and then they plan it out. The best of them is like a thorn. Their their godly are like a thorn bush. Woe to your watchmen. Your appointed punishment is on the way. The time of their confusion is now. Do not rely on a friend. Do not trust a companion. Even with the one who lies in your arms, do not share secrets. For a son thinks his father is a fool, a daughter challenges her mother, and a daughter-in-law her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are his own family. But I will keep watching for the Lord. I will wait for the God who delivers me. My God will listen to me. My enemies do not gloat over me. Though I have fallen, I will get up. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. I must endure the Lord's fury. For I have sinned against him. But then he will defend my cause and accomplish justice on my behalf. He will lead me out into the light. I will witness his deliverance. When my enemies see this, they will be covered with shame. They will say to me, Where is this Lord your God? I will gloat over them. Then I will be trampled down. Then they will be trampled down like mud in the streets. It will be a day for rebuilding your walls. In that day, your boundary will be extended. And that day people will come to you from Assyria as far as Egypt, from Egypt as far as the Euphrates River, from the sea coasts and the mountains. The earth will become desolate because of what its inhabitants have done. 
Shepherd your people with a rod, the flock that belongs to you, the one that lives alone in a thicket in the midst of a pasture land. Allow them to graze in Bashan and Gilead, as they did in the old days. As in the days when you departed from the land of Egypt, I will show you miraculous deeds. Nations will see this and be disappointed by all their strength. They will put their hands over their mouths and act as if they were deaf. They will lick the dust like a snake, like serpents crawling on the ground. They will come trembling from their strongholds to the Lord our God. They will be terrified of you. Who is like you, God? Who forgives sin and pardons the rebellion of those who remain among his people? Who does not stay angry forever but delights in showing loyal love? Who will once again have mercy on us? Who will conquer our evil deeds? Who will hurl our sins into the depths of the sea? You will be loyal to Jacob and extend your loyal love to Abraham, which you promised on oath to our ancestors in ancient times. Some amazing things uh, in Micah, and one of them is this back and forth between God bringing punishment on his people, but also showing them mercy and bringing them back and restoring them and telling them that they will have their sins forgiven and they will be made new. And they need to turn to, to God in faith and trust in him rather than themselves and turn from their evil ways and turn to him in faith. And we then hear not only of this promised king, but we see this promised king describing in Matthew 25 what this kingdom will be like, what his new kingdom will be like, when it will arrive, what we are to do in it, and how we are to serve the king himself. And so Matthew 25 has three basic parables, the parable of the ten virgins, the parable of the talents, and the parable of the, or the judgment, not a parable, but the story, a picture of the judgment that is to come and the King Jesus himself will oversee. And so let's read from Matthew 25 as we conclude today. At that time, the kingdom of heaven, says Jesus, will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of the virgins were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish ones took their lamps, they did not take extra olive oil with them, but the wise ones took flasks of olive oil with their lamps. When the bridegroom was delayed a long time, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. But at midnight, there was a shout, Look, the bridegroom is here. Come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. No, they replied, There won't be enough for you and for us. Go instead to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they had gone, on, gone to buy it, the bridegroom arrived, and those who were ready went inside with him to the wedding banquet. Then the door was shut. Later, the other virgins came too, saying, Lord, Lord, let us in. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I do not know you. Therefore, stay alert, because you do not know the day or the hour. Jesus continued, For it is like a man, the kingdom of heaven is like a man on a journey, who summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The one who had received five talents went off right away and put his money to work and gained five more. In the same way, the one who had gained two more, who had two, gained two more. But the one who had received one talent went out and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money in it. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled his accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came and brought five more, saying, Sir, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. His master answered, 
Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter the joy of your master. The one with the two talents also came and said, Sir, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have gained two more. His master answered, Well done, good and faithful slave. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent came and said, Sir, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you did not sow and gathering where you did not gather seed. So I was afraid, and I went and I hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. But his master answered, Evil and lazy slave. So you knew that I harvest where I didn't sow and gather where I didn't scatter. Then you should have deposited my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten. For the one who has will be given more, and he will have more than enough. But the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless slave into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be assembled before him, and he will separate people one from another like a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, saying, I tell you the truth, just as you did it for one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you did it for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire that has been prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not receive me as a guest. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they too will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not give you whatever you needed? Then he will answer them saying, I tell you the truth. Just as you did not do it for one of the least of these, you did not do it for me. And these will depart into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. What a serious warning from Jesus that just believing in him, in one sense, isn't really what he's looking for. He's not looking for intellectual assent or people to say, yeah, I believe Jesus is somebody or I believe in him. But that real true belief leads to action. It leads to being patiently waiting for him. It leads to serving and obeying him. And it leads to actually caring for the people around us, giving to those in need, sharing with, what, with others what we have, and showing our belief in him leads to a love and a care for others that only can be rooted and founded in a love for him. And so 
This king who's coming, Jesus has come, he will come again, is calling out to his people to live this new kingdom life, a life of loving him, a life of loving others, and doing so in a way that brings honor and glory to Jesus the King. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You are-